0: thinking of selling your house this year? Today, we'll go over how to prepare your place so you can get the best price for it. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union, Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Selling a house, especially when it's your first place, can be overwhelming. Even in a seller's market like we have here in Raleigh, you have work to do. You have to fix up your space, stage your house, and have it ready for showings. When an offer is accepted, there's some back and forth with the buyer until you wrap it up at closing. And let's not forget this added layer of social distancing and safety that we have to practice while we're still dealing with the coronavirus. However, selling your house at the best price can also be a huge boost to your finances and bring you closer to your goals, which is why I'm glad Mariela Guillama is here today. She's an award-winning real estate broker at Daymark Realty, which is owned by Coastal Credit Union. If Daymark sounds familiar, it's because we worked with them when we sold our first home and for buying our current one. We've been super happy with the experience and absolutely recommend them. In this episode, we'll get into finding the best price to list your house, what mistakes to avoid so you're not wasting your time or your money, and how to prepare your place so that it wows potential buyers and you get top dollar offers. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. When we were selling our old place, there were so many things that we didn't know about was our first home at that time. It can be overwhelming and a complicated process, but one of the, the first things we struggled with just was trying to figure out how much to sell it for, right? A lot of families, this is going to be a huge financial impact for that price. And they want to get a good price, but at the same time, they want to be realistic. I've talked to some people, and and you've probably with clients seen, where they think that what they bought the house for and what they put into the house is automatically like that's going to be the price, whether right. things in the market has changed. Can you take me high level? How do you figure out what is a good price to put the the house for a market on?
1: Yeah. So the first thing definitely as a seller, what you want to do is reach out to a real estate agent to do a, what they call a CMA, a comparative market analysis. They're going to take into consideration comparables. In my case, what what we do is we definitely want to get comparables sales in your immediate neighborhood first. Okay, mm-hmm. so we want to look in your subdivision first. Mm-hmm. If there are nothing, if there's nothing in your subdivision, then we go outside your subdivision. We're not appraisers, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but I worked closely with an appraiser early on in my career, so I learned some things from him. So in your subdivision first, if not, you go outside your subdivision, depending on what type of area you live in. If you live in an area that's in the city, in a a HOA, so the max we want to go out is two miles. And when you gather three or four comparables, then you start making adjustments. You're looking at adjustments anywhere from condition of your home compared to the sales Number of bathrooms, we never make adjustments on bedrooms because that is based on square footage. Oh, okay, okay? So we're always going to do an analysis based on square footage, but bathrooms definitely, you know, number of bathrooms you're going to get an adjustment, of course. Mm-hmm. Condition, like I said, if you have any updates, we definitely mm-hmm. take that into consideration. Lot size. You know, we can't give you as a seller the same value of a home that has, you know, if you have a quarter of an acre and then a comparable has an acre, we have to make a negative adjustment on your home. So there is a process that we take to determine price on a house. Yeah. I
0: think one of the the big takeaways for me is how objective that analysis is. I think on our side, you know, homeowners or, you know, home sellers, we have this emotional attachment. And so we're like, I've been here for so many years. This is a great neighborhood. And so in your mind, you're thinking, hey, this is going to be this price. But I I think that's why it's so important to have a partner. If you have a real estate agent who's very knowledgeable at the local area, that makes a huge difference because you kind of need that objective pair of eyes to tell you, hey, that that decoration, you know, you did this update, but this is not what the market wants or this is not what people are using it for to kind of temper your expectations.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the fact you know if if you're working with an agent that also works with a lot of buyers, they know what buyers are looking for. They work with buyers closely. They hear their comments. They see what they like, what they don't like. So you know that experience is good for a listing agent to bring into a seller. Most buyers don't like the shocking paint color. You'll have to neutralize that. You know things like that. Yeah, in terms mm-hmm. of comparables, there is a process that we take because. The goal is for your home to appraise. Mm -hmm. When you sell your home, I mean, a buyer can, you can be asking whatever you want for your home and you may find a buyer that's willing to pay it. But Mm -hmm. once you get to the, to the point of the appraisal, Mm -hmm. which is the lender, you know, sends an appraiser out there and the home doesn't appraise and you're back at square one. So the goal is always for the home to, to appraise, you know, Mm -hmm. to continue going forward to closing.
0: Many home sellers, they're looking to get the most, money, right? They're looking for any tip to save. And one of the things people say is you have to list it, you know, certain time of year is better, or it could be Mm -hmm. day of the week. I I mean, I've seen everything on the internet. Um, When you're putting your house for sale, how much of is that true? What should you consider when you're deciding when's the best time to put it up for the market?
1: So right now in this crazy Mm -hmm. market today, Mm -hmm. okay, like (laughs) now, any day, winter, typically everybody, you know, People believe that spring is the best time, mm-hmm. but if you do a little bit more research, and in my case, I always recommend to put the home on the market maybe a little bit before spring. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you have less competition, okay? Mm-hmm. Spring, everybody wants to put their house in springtime. So if you do it maybe at the late, late winter, mm-hmm. okay, you're going to have more interest in your house right? Because there's less competition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, right now there's there's no competition. It's a seller's market. But in a typical market, I would say put it on the market a little bit before springtime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do appreciate you mentioning in this market, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, because it does vary where you are. Like we mentioned before we started recording, my mom, different part of North Carolina, and it's a totally different market. It's a buyer's market down there, it seems. And here is the seller. But even though you are, you know, in a great market, say if you're a seller, you're here in Raleigh, there's still some things that you could do to maximize your price. So do you have any tips for potential sellers? Like, what do they need to do now to prepare their house? What projects or what updates you mentioned, like neutralizing, maybe the paints, right. if they have some bold color choices?
1: Yeah. So neutralize mm-hmm. your paint. That's key. I know it sounds boring, but most buyers mm-hmm. don't react very well to shocking colors. That's a personal choice, right? When you yeah. color, paint your, your dining room, maybe a, a dark color or a bright color. Mm-hmm. So you want to depersonalize. And I know everybody has heard that in HGTV and and it's true. So Neutral paint. I always tell my sellers to professionally clean their carpets. Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing I always recommend in terms of carpet is to try and go the dry route instead of the wet route, especially if you have pets. If you go the wet route, you may just start an odor. And odors may just come out um, of the carpet. Unfortunately, I learned that the hard way with a, a past customer of mine that I was selling their condo. At the last minute, she decided to. Uh, clean her carpets, the wet method. She had a large pet, a large dog. And Mm -hmm. the day before closing, the buyer requested a credit towards the carpet. But definitely Mm -hmm. you want to neutralize the paint, the carpet. If you're looking in the kitchen, if you have a coil range, I would recommend to replace that with at least a one of those clear glass, the glass top ranges. Other than that, I mean, I think And definitely matching appliances help as well.
0: Yeah. I think you bring up good points. I was helping my mom out. She had a pre-existing condition. So I was her eyes and ears when she was buying a home last year of all years. Even though as a buyer, maybe your objective, you're like, these are my must-haves and things I like. Just being in the space, if you don't prepare it for showing changes. When I was talking with a realtor, I I don't want her to pay more than this because Mm -hmm. I felt... If they didn't take care of the condition of the home, I want a lower price so she could have more money to maybe fix it up or have a buffer. I mean, those things and maybe structurally they were fine. But Mm -hmm. if they're not taking care of details, uh, like the the carpet was much older, the cabinets weren't aligned. Like those little things that you could do before that doesn't cost a lot of money definitely puts a better impression. I do want to talk to you about that line where... You as a seller want to fix it up enough that it sells for a reasonable price, but you don't want to put a ton of money because I think some people go the opposite route where they're like, well, if I put this in, I'm going to immediately get that money out. Have you seen like any mistakes with that with sellers? How do you kind of nudge them in the right direction of where to spend their time and effort?
1: if you're talking about a single family home, you want to have for sure your exterior in good condition. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because when the buyer goes to your home with their agent, you know, they're going to be looking at the exterior as well. If they see that the exterior hasn't been maintained in a Mm -hmm. proper way, they're going to start wondering what else may be wrong with the home. I think cosmetic wise Mm -hmm. will go a long way you're not going to get 100% back of what you put into the house right before putting it on the market. But how that helps you is getting more money for your house, either full price or in this market over the asking price, if if your home Mm -hmm. is presentable. Once a buyer walks in through the home and they start looking, oh, the home needs carpet, the Mm -hmm. home needs paint, they start deducting automatically in their minds off your Mm -hmm. purchase price. And many times their deductions are not realistic. They don't. Re- they mm-hmm. they may think that the carpet's gonna to replace is it, gonna cost five thousand dollars. In reality, it may just cost two thousand. So they mm-hmm. start deducting, and then when they get to the next house that they're looking at, and that house doesn't need as much updating, then yours automatically gets kicked off that list. So mm-hmm. you want to stay at least you know at the top of the list so they can decide to go with your home. But so getting mm-hmm. it ready for the market with paint. Now, if your carpet is old, then Mm -hmm. the recommendation is to replace it, you know, just in in full. So paint, carpet, your appliances need Mm -hmm. to be clean and in good condition. Kitchen cabinets, what I tell Mm -hmm. my sellers is if they're dated, replace the doors, just replace Mm -hmm. the cabinet doors, okay? Okay. If anything, if you want to paint, paint the cabinets, the the cabinet boxes, but replace the doors, the cabinet doors, and that'll go a long way and I'll save you a lot of money. I, I believe that you will get more for your house if you do some of these updates.
0: This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode. The first one is be objective. One of the areas where I see that it can be very hard to do is pricing your home. Here's where I feel like having a trusted and knowledgeable partner like a real estate agent can really help you out. Mariella gave a high-level overview, but you can see that there are a lot of factors that are considered before coming up with the right price to list your home. The second is related, which is consider the return on your investment. As you're preparing your house and making it appealing to buyers, look for ways that you can increase its perceived value without spending a ton of money. You hear about paint colors, which does seem basic, but it makes a true impression. We had that experience when we were selling our house. We neutralized all the rooms except for one, which at that time was our nursery and our kids' room. And we even put in the paperwork that we would gladly paint it whatever color the potential buyer would want. But when it came to feedback in the showings, that's exactly the same room that kept coming up. These seemingly small things really do matter. Putting a little bit of money and effort up front to have these great show-ins can help you get top dollar. And then finally, always remember the big picture. As you're preparing to sell your house, this is one stage. What are you going to do afterwards? Are you moving to a new area? Are you moving to a home that's a better fit for the size of your family now? Having your goals firmly in your mind makes the decision process much easier. I know we only scratch the surface. There's so much to talk about, and I'd love to chat some more about this. So if you want, please join us in our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We're all about helping and encouraging one another with our family and financial goals. We love to swap stories, ideas, and tips. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com FB. We'd love to see you there. Special thanks to Mariella for being a part of the show. If you're in the Triangle area and you're thinking of selling or buying a home, please check out Daymark Realty at daymarkrealty.com. And as always, I'll have links to that and other resources we mentioned in the show over at simplifyandenjoy.com. Today, we focused on selling your place, but next week on the podcast, we're looking at the other side, buying a house. Whether it's your first place, you're looking to right-size your home, or moving to a new area, we'll cover what you need to know to get a great deal. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, basically whatever podcast app you prefer. And if you want, you can have the latest episodes, videos, and articles sent to you each week simply by joining our community. It's free. Just go to com slash join. Our theme song is from Staircases, additional music by various artists from audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support, not only listening to the show, but sharing your stories, asking questions, and giving ideas for topics on future episodes. I love when we can collaborate and communicate. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.